We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Johnson with time again. Caught Jamison Crowder. First down and more. Johnson rolling right. We got him. Wide open and caught. Josh Dotson. First down and more. Johnson out to Michael Floyd. Carries a Corey Jackson into the end zone for the touchdown. Johnson on the keeper. Takes it in for the Lions' first touchdown after the pass interference call. Blue Lions. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 58 on the Blue Wire Network. And we got a special episode for you guys today. So I want to give a quick little introduction to an 11-year NFL quarterback. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Mr. Josh Johnson. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. How you you doing, man? I'm chilling. chilling. I'm good, man. Chilling? All right. So, for you, Josh, man, tell us something about Josh Johnson that we do not know about. Uh, who? Really I didn't really get to know me that well in Detroit. I wasn't there long enough. But something uh, I would say that most people probably don't know, I love video games, like a little kid. I don't what really kind of talk thing? about it a lot. I'm a big gamer. There's something I would probably start with. Okay. Is, that, is, that, is that like Call of Duty? Is that 2K? What kind of video games are you into? All of them. All of them? I, I, didn't, I didn't really get with the whole Fortnite wave, though. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't really that as much as everybody else. My kids play it a lot, okay. but not me. Okay, that's that's sweet, man. All right, so you're uh, Marshawn Lynch's cousin. Something mm-hmm. unique about him or that no one knows? Maybe a funny story or something you got? Something about Marshawn? He's always been the way he is now. He's always been that way our whole life. People think it's just him messing with the media or messing with people. I could say he's just always been the same person. But uh, I would say from a unique standpoint, 
probably the best football player I've ever been around in my life. I think he shortchanged us in football. I only saw him as a runner. Um, I think he could have easily been uh, a 800-yard receiver if they would have really used him in that way. Okay. We'll never know that part of him. No. <laughs> but I think he's probably the best football player I've ever been around. Just ability to do anything on the field at a high level, actually. But they only really gave, they only really let him run the ball. So we only really got to see that much. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so Josh, you know, you've been in the league for 11 years. You came from San Diego University. What would you tell yourself, like, what what would today's Josh Johnson tell himself 11 years ago? Treat every opportunity, even though I did, but more so now, just treat every opportunity like, uh, like nobody really knows you. Nobody knows anything, like, put assume that everybody doesn't have a clue about your talents because like when i look back on when i was younger like i mean you was you was in the moment for your opportunities but like when you hear other people say like you never really know when it's going to be your last opportunity i would just really have a better process of handling everything the situation is different so i probably wouldn't have bounced around the league as much but I mean, you live and you learn, though. Wow, yeah, that's sweet, man. I mean, I appreciate like the honesty. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you spent a beef time with Detroit. Did you like Patricia and Bavon? And also, how was the culture here in Detroit compared to other teams you've been on? No, Maddie P was cool uh, for me. Um, I've had all types of coaches. I had coaches who are relaxed, some who are real, you know, real strict. Um, he ran like a college style type program, but. I think from a player standpoint, once you know buy into what's going on, you can see that you can see where you can develop and how it helps you become a better player. Uh, the culture, I would say, was a pretty young team. You know, it was a lot of transition going on. Try to, uh, you could tell, yeah, he was trying to get the guys that he wanted in the building implemented. You know, this type of scheme, and just knowing from me being a quarterback, understanding the schemes of football, I can say the Lions were more uh, always a four-down team. And now, like, uh, from a defensive standpoint, now they're more of a, you know, an eye front, you know, versatile players, kind of like the New England stuff. Offensively, it was more a wide-open offense the past few years when Matt. But this year with Bevel, you know, it, it was a big focus on being more balanced in the run game. So you can see them implementing the pieces and trying to build the culture of the team that way. And uh, I enjoyed it, though, honestly. I mean, I was pissed off, though. Don't get me wrong with the way the way this bug hide ended. didn't really make sense to me, but, I mean – it's part of the business. But at the end of the day, I enjoyed it, though, every day. I can honestly say I grew as a player out there. There was some different things I learned from being around Matty P. I think he's hella smart, though. I think okay. he's really smart. How was right. it being, like, behind uh, Matthew Stafford? Staff is really cool, man. He's hella was cool, he? smart, um, knows the game really well. Uh, he's a leader. Um, to me, I like I like uh, just being around it because it was you know different conversations. We talked a lot of football and just different things that you know he's he's experienced. Uh, he's you know he's really involved with, with understanding like the game plan and being innovative on how he wants to attack the defense and all those things. And uh, being around him, you can see why he's playing at the high level that he's playing at this year. And I mean he's having a great year for real. Yeah, definitely. So, Josh, you know, like I mentioned, 11 years in the NFL. So what, what's been the toughest defense you've ever faced in the NFL? Or AFL, you, you know, anything, I guess. 
The best defense I was around was the Niners defense when uh, Coach Harbaugh was there. Oh, yeah. When they had Navarro and and Pat and Justin. That defense was crazy. I mean, literally, Alden Smith was a young young pass rusher. Then you had uh, Amar Brooks, who a lot of people don't talk about. The front, oh, yeah. the front seven was ridiculous. The secondary had veterans. And just the scheme. So just going against that every day was like, it was, I know I had, it helped me become a better quarterback because that pass rush was serious. <laughs> you had to, you had to, yeah. once the ball hit your, once you, once you hit your back leg, the ball had to come out. You had to make a quick decision or he was going to get in practice. It wouldn't, you wouldn't get hit, but you know what I mean? It would be a waste of rep. Josh, I'm just wondering. So you were on the team in training camp. What do you think of this defense, like this year's Detroit Lions defense? Well, see, when I got there, a lot of the guys who are there who's playing now weren't practicing. Yeah, that's Mike, true. Mike, Mike wasn't practicing. Snacks wasn't practicing. Trey was kind of uh, in and out. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get to see all of them together, but I can see the pieces, like how they were aligning it to basically be able to play the scheme that they were running. And so I thought, I thought I don't really know their numbers against the run, but I'm, how are they doing this year? Versus n- the n- run? N- not very good. No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not as good versus the run? I'm surprised. I believe 32, if I'm not mistaken. Seriously? Yeah. Something yeah, like that. It's, it's really low. It's been a shock, man. <laughs> they probably getting different kind of schemes. They're yeah. probably attacking them on. Yeah, I, I don't know. And that's why I was wondering your opinion on it, because, you know, people had high expectations for this Lions defense, and – Going into the offseason, and it's just – I think they're ranked the 31th defense in the NFL right now. So Yeah. I mean, but one thing – the one thing about it, though, it all has to come together. Yeah. And, and if everybody's missed the offseason and then you got guys that you plugging in, you're kind of going through training camp mode, really, when you start a season. I've been on teams like that. And so, like, I mean, the fans, you don't care. Obviously, most people don't care because <laughs> no, they just don't care. But the reality of it, I think it, it's, it has to come together especially about just communication and being on the same page. And and what I've learned from being around the best defenses, they understand how they're getting attacked. Like, they know the weaknesses in their scheme that become a problem for them. And I think that ha- that naturally, what I've seen, happens over time. And But, you know, when you're trying to win and get it together and build the organization up, you know, a lot of those things get lost in the shuffle because everybody wants to win right now. But so I think them missing all that time probably plays a major role in that too. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of what we were thinking in the beginning of the year, but you know, as the season is gone, people. Yeah, have, you no, know, I know y'all get it. Y'all want results. I mean, yeah, everybody do. I'm pretty sure every coach in that building wants results too. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's a tough situation, man. This NFL, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You got short term expectations, and then you got to clean up probably somebody else's mess. Because if you're yep. taking over, obviously, the organization felt like it was a mess. So you're playing catch-up a lot. Mm-hmm. In your time in the NFL, like in the 11 years, what's the funniest story? Like, give us something funny that, like, we've never heard of. It's not funny no more. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> ooh, it was kind of nerve-wracking. So we had a situation back in my early in my career where I actually missed a plane the day before the game, and I had to catch a normal commercial flight. And I laugh back on it now because it was we had a normal morning walkthrough, and then I had to go change clothes or whatnot. 
and then uh, I I just took a nap because I was I was tired for some reason, and I set my alarm wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and then come to find out, I missed the team buses. I had numerous hella missed calls, everything, and I almost didn't make it to the game the next day. And it was it was like like week sixteen, week seventeen of the season, and so that was probably the most craziest nerve-wracking story I ever experienced in my life. Like, I came to practice that morning, left and went home, and then missed the plane. So people thought it was something crazier that happened to me. Which, was, what team was that with? It was with Tampa. Oh, Tampa. So, okay. Gruden, so Gruden blew up your phone? Was it Gruden I, the coach? Was Gruden no, the coach? No, Gruden, Gruden wasn't there. I'm, if he was, whew. <laughs> <laughs> there would have been some bad voicemails, though. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of mentioned it earlier, but, like, were you shocked at all when the team let you go uh, week three in the NFL season? And did they, like, say any reason why they let you go? Um, I was very shocked because I felt like I came in. The Houston game, I knew I didn't play well, but it was a lot. I mean, I just had to get back in the floor of things, and I was coming off an injury, so I really didn't, like, I really wasn't just ready, ready yet. But I had to, but that helped me get ready. But after that, I thought I played really well especially in just practicing, getting on the same page and just making the best out of the situations that I was put in. So I didn't really see a reason for them to have to do it. One thing I do understand, though, I mean, I am, I guess I'm 33. Matt, what, Matt is a year younger than me. And so they told me that they wanted to get a look at the younger guys. And I've I've experienced that enough, that narrative enough. I think it's a, I think it's an easy way out now because people just, everybody just wants to go young, young, young instead of actually looking at the player for what they is, because they try to, like, push you out the league, per se, when you, at my age, if you're not a, you know, potential Hall of Fame guy. So it is what it is. I don't think – I'm not done, though. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'll resurface again, and it'll be all right. Yeah, because I, I was shocked personally when I saw they let you go, and then they signed, like, a very young quarterback with not a lot of experience. And I thought you were – like you said, you were getting better as the weeks were going on. I was impressed with you in Cleveland. And, um, you know, I don't know what happened in practice, obviously, but, you know, I saw as the preseason, you got better, obviously. And I was like, you know, I like the results. I thought you were better than, you know, the other quarterbacks we had in the, the room. And I thought you earned that backup role. So I was shocked, too. Yeah, it, I mean, it comes with it, though, man. It's so many different things. One thing I know when I got there, though, that I, I knew that they were they trying to build something there. And so me just being in the league so long when teams are building, sometimes – they over-evaluate things. Sometimes they under-evaluate them because they're always trying to, like, find the right pieces because everybody's trying to, you know, look good to make sure that they're there for years to come, like versus going to a team where the culture is already established. The coach has been there for numerous of years. They might have already been winning. And so all those things play a factor in it. So, I mean, I was just frustrated from a competitor standpoint. The business side of it, I really wasn't surprised. I've been through I've had things that don't make sense happen to me a lot when it comes to the business side of the NFL. So it is what it is now. Why did you choose the number eight? I've seen like you've always wore number eight. What's special about eight? Um, well, actually, it was me and my other cousins, my other, uh, Marshawn and my other cousin, Phil. Like, they was nine and ten when we was younger. So we just was eight, nine, ten. Okay. <laughs> That's it sweet. Was like a, it was a family thing. When we still used to dress alike, you know, little kid stuff, and it just carried with me. And now it's like a part of my like my my branding and my name and stuff. So now it's just kind of just just stuck with me. 
I think it's a good number too. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, like eight the eights be balling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you got some stuff going on, man. You know, I know you got a podcast. I know you got a clothing brand. I've been keeping up with your Instagram. You want to go ahead and like, you know, talk about that real quick? Talk let the listeners know. What a, what a, the podcast world, you know, part of the Blue Wire team as well. Um, just got a part, just got on it. Uh, Kevin, met Kevin in San Francisco and uh, talked about the opportunity. I never, I never really imagined that I would be doing podcasting. It's still kind of new, but, uh, you know, it's been cool. Like, you know, you open up opportunities like this to, you know, go on other people's podcasts and just talk, talk sports, talks life. Uh, me and Jordan Reed doing it. He's been a great teacher, been like a great host for me. Just, you know, being like, a veteran quarterback for me, basically, just guiding me along through the process. And uh, we actually gonna we actually gonna do the next episode today, and so it should be a real good one. Uh, both both of us are quarterbacks with two different perspectives, and I think it gives you another side of the game that most people don't talk about because you hear about a lot of the things from the upper echelon side of the game when you watch TV and do most of the interviews. People only want to cover the guys that got the big names, but there's a lot more that go into this stuff. And I think that's kind of what our pod gives you the perspective on. And uh, so if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to us, subscribe to the Josh and Jordan podcast. I think you'll be, you know, you will enjoy it. And in regards to the clothing line, uh, it's just an extension of is what we've been doing with the whole family first thing, just growing our brand. Uh, we got a foundation, which which been going on now. We've been doing the foundational work since 2007. And uh, we've been a 501c3s. Since 2011, we got year-round programs. Uh, we do giveaways. We do educational, athletic stuff all over, all over the world now. And then with that, it evolved to having the opportunity to have the clothing line, which is Family First. And the clothing line is made in Italy. Uh, we partner with uh, Family First Milano, and then uh, we sell, we sell in retails, different retail stores as well as the Beastmo stores, because we have our Beastmo stores as well with Marshawn's brand. And that's athleisure. So uh, we get got a lot going on in the fashion world too. You can go to familyfirst.us or beastmodeonline.com to uh, check it out and just follow all our Instagrams, Beastmode Store, or Family First Milano, or Family First US, and just stay up to date. And uh, I'm just, you know, just just keep growing, man. As an athlete, I've learned that you, you know, you got to be able to do more than just throw a football, especially right. now when you're 33 years old. So just try to always diversify myself to be able to pivot and knowing I can always fall back on sports. Like I've had numerous opportunities to get into coaching and stuff. It's just right now, that's not the way for me. So I'm just going to try to pursue these other angles that they keep coming up. All right, Josh, All right. man, I, I appreciate you joining the podcast as a wrap to episode 58. And like you mentioned, man, go check out his podcast. It's some good stuff. I watched, I listened to a few episodes, man. Like, like he mentioned, he talked all about it. I don't, I'm not going to repeat everything he just said, but <laughs> go check go check it out, man. He's part of the Blue Wire team. He's a good guy. He's a former Lion, man. Go, you know, go help him out, man. But I enjoyed jo- my time out there in the D2, man. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, Josh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Take care. I wish you nothing but success, whatever, you know, opportunity. I saw you worked out with the Titans and, you know, yeah. any, yep, any other opportunities, man. I wish you nothing but luck, man. Yeah. Good I luck. appreciate it, fellas. All right, Josh. Take right, care, Josh. man. That is a wrap, guys. I'll take it in. All right. Peace out, Lions fans. Peace.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.